Metro is uh, it's safe, it's efficient, it's low cost, it goes everywhere we need to go. Uh, everybody says if it wasn't for the fact that Metro is, is so convenient, uh, a lot of people you know, wouldn't be able to live or function uh, the way that they do in our community. It's, it's just wonderful. I'm Laura Whitley. In this episode of The Next Stop, a Veterans Day tribute. We hear from a U.S. Army veteran who explains the role Metro plays in supporting veterans, and he shares his perspective of how he is losing sight while gaining vision. The Next Stop. The Next Stop. The Next Stop. Metro's podcast. Today we're joined by a very special guest on the next stop, Mr. Harry Christian, who is a regular Metro rider and most notably a veteran of the U.S. Army. And Mr. Christian, we are just thrilled to have you join us today. Oh, well, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, uh, we are actually out in an outdoor environment, uh, so it's uh, actually the first uh, in-person interview we've done in a while here on the next stop, uh, but we're here in a patio this afternoon, uh, and uh, we're here at a location you visit uh, from time to time uh, while riding Metro Rail. Yes, it's uh, Bodegas. It's a restaurant, Mexican food restaurant. Right. Uh, And there's a nice open air patio area. It's just an example of one of the many places that you travel using Metro. Yes, it's it's really convenient. I get right on the train from my resident residence. It takes me about five or eight minutes. I get off, walk over a block and here I am. So, um, Harry, for you, uh, you you mentioned the residence where you live and and this is a uh, a campus uh, from uh, run by U.S. Vets uh, that serves veterans. Can you tell me a little bit more about uh, the the campus? Well, the campus is run by U.S. Vets, which is a nonprofit organization, and uh, the veterans that live on campus, uh, a percentage of them are transitory. In other words, they don't really stay more than six or eight months, depending on their situation. Harry, you actually work closely with the other uh, residents and tenants there as the uh, president of the Civic uh, Association, Veterans in Action, there at the uh, U.S. Vets campus. Can you tell me a little bit about Veterans in Action and what you all do? Really what we do is we focus on the people who are residents at U.S. Vets. We help each other out. We keep an eye on one another. Uh, we network. We share resources. Really, one of the things that people do when they first move in is a lot of people tend to isolate themselves in their room uh, because, you know, they don't know anybody. They're a little bit intimidated. And through our organization, we like for them to get to know their neighbors, to know what resources are available to them, and, and just to, to be, become comfortable with the community and their friends to, to get to know people. And that's really what we're about. How important is it for you all to have such close access to Metro services? You know, I've, I've spoken to a lot of the residents, and every last one of them, including myself, you know, uh, we're older. A lot of people have health problems. We have bad vision. Um, you just, being able to drive yourself is not an option. And uh, we have limited means, so we can't own a car. I mean, some people do. 
but even then you have to pay for maintenance and insurance and gas and whatnot. Uh, and that really eats up your budget. Um, having Metro, the uh, Wheeler Station, right across the street, it, it's, it's very convenient. Metro is uh, it's safe, it's efficient, it's low cost, it goes everywhere we need to go. Uh, everybody says if it wasn't for the fact that Metro is, is so convenient, uh, a lot of people, you know, wouldn't be able to live or function uh, the way that they do in our community. It's it's just wonderful. And, and you mentioned that also in your statement there that, you know, because of your age, sometimes related to your service, you, you and your some of your neighbors do have some health challenges. And the transportation provides a very close link for you to get to medical appointments and even the VA, correct? Yes. Um, it's very easy. And it's very, very easy, inexpensive, and it's quick to get to the VA hospital, Casa de Amigos, the clinic, um, really any place that you need to go in the medical center. Um, Metro services it. And uh, it's it's just the best, you know. We really need it, and Metro helps us out in that aspect. Let's talk a little bit about uh, at your service. I know you're very appreciative of Metro services, but this all really starts with um, you and your brothers and sisters, veterans who have served our country uh, so bravely. Would you share with me a bit about your service? Well, uh, I'd like to start by saying that it was an honor to serve this great nation. I really enjoyed my service. Um, in the time, the eight years that I served our nation as a member of the United States Army, I was an intelligence analyst. Um, I was in combat arms for most of it. I served as a paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne Division, the 504th. Um, I served in the DMZ in 2nd Infantry Division in Korea. Uh, I was a new surety team. People who knows what that means will know what that means. Um, the biggest honor I had, I think, uh, the biggest challenge, I was a platoon leader in Desert Storm, and uh, I was in charge of uh, airfield security in a forward deployed base at KKMC in Saudi Arabia. And for a while there, I got to forward deploy at KIA, Kuwaiti International Airport, uh, in support of some troops there. Um, and there were some other things that I did, uh, not quite as elevated a service, uh, some combat support stuff, but anybody who serves in any branch of the military will tell you that uh, any job that you do, whether it's cook or admin, anything, um, you know, we're all part of the same team. It's all equally important. Obviously, the people who are the warriors at, at the tip of the spear, they're the most important people. Uh, they're the real heroes. There's always somebody who's who's got a more accomplished service than you. Um, and and even us in the military that have had the honor to serve in combat, uh, everybody will tell you that we do it for the folks back home who are poets or singers, entertainers, farmers, welders, engineers, lawyers, police officers, EMTs. Everybody's everyday heroes. We all do different jobs for America, for our neighbors, for our community to help each other out. So I don't see myself as a hero. I just see myself 
as somebody who signed up to do a job, I did it, I enjoyed it, and made me a better man. How have you, do you continue your service even today? I am allowed, I'm asked, to be the president of the Veterans in Action Organization, which is basically, it's a titular title, it doesn't really mean anything. We, we like to work together to keep an eye on each other. Um, we basically support the people in our community that need help. Kind of help match people with, with their needs, with some organizations that are available to help. Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. But the other, the other part is, it's mostly brotherhood. We network with one another, get to know each other, get comfortable with one another. If somebody wants to talk to somebody, uh, you have a fellow veteran who understands your situation. We have the newer generation, the younger people, that um, unfortunately saw combat and uh, that they suffer from P- PTSD. I met the people who went to Fallujah in Afghanistan and the engineers that had to deal with uh, explosive ordnance or the people who dealt with the snipers or having to knock down doors and, and retake Fallujah. And uh, they're, they're heroes and it's just, I couldn't do that job. And you know, I went to Desert Storm, but they, oh my gosh, they are, um, and you know, sometimes they struggle with that because it leaves, it leaves its own trauma on you, you know, and, and it takes a while to deal with it. What, it, you know, from those who are kind of the outside looking in, what what do you think the best way is for us to be helpful and supportive? Well, you know, a lot of people are helpful and supportive as it is. I mean, we're always happy to take any help that, that people want to give us. We have one gentleman every year, like clockwork, he comes down. Uh, on Super Bowl and he brings down 20 pizzas when we're watching the Super Bowl and he brings down 20 pizzas and he sits down and he talks to us and he has a good time you know a lot of people just come out and spend time with us or uh, they make us cakes and drop them off the littlest thing uh, one of the things that people do that really makes a difference is instead of throwing away stuff that they don't need anymore like old TVs or clothing or shoes stuff that's gently used that can still be used, a lot of times they drop it off and donate it to us, and that makes a lot of difference, and we really appreciate it. As a veteran, what has it meant having some of this, having this type of support, having the housing available from U.S. vets and even the transportation? What has that meant for you? Well, you know, um, it's easy to take it for granted, but I've spoken to a number of veterans from other parts of the nation. And uh, it's, I've been told a number of times that we have the largest retirement community, the assistance uh, community for veterans here at US Vets and Cloudbreak. Uh, the biggest in the nation, a lot of people copy us. We couldn't do it without the support of uh, the nonprofits that support us here in Houston. And it's not just on the holidays, it's all year long. It's always somebody who's coming out to make us feel special. And you know, service is difficult. It's a sacrifice. You have to be well disciplined and you do get a lot of it for yourself, but you do it for the people back home. And the fact that the people of Houston, Texas, don't forget that and they show their appreciation every day on a regular basis that means a lot to me personally and to every veteran that lives in my facility. 
Harry, how did you come to U.S. Veterans? Well, I've been, my vision has been deteriorating over a number of years, and I forestalled it as long as I could. Uh, it's hard to hold down a job uh, when you're going blind. You, it's a struggle, and you, you fake it for a while, but eventually people catch on, and it's, I have, uh, I have glaucoma and it's a hereditary disease and you can slow it down but you can't stop it there's no cure and that's fine i've had a long time to come to terms with that but eventually the lights are going to go out and um i lost my job and i was homeless uh and that's always shameful regardless of the reasoning for it you always feel that you could have done something you know somewhere down the line you screwed up you zigged when you should have zagged, and there's no excuse. When you're prior military and a veteran, in the military they teach you, nobody wants to hear your sad story or your excuse. If you're a winner, you make it happen. And uh, when you can't make it happen, and you're on the streets, and, you know, a lot of people, pretty much everybody who's at our facility has gone through a period of homelessness, and it's difficult to talk about, Um uh, and people tend to try to not talk about it, not remember it, because you get emotional. And um, But we're all in it together. Nobody makes you feel ashamed of it. We've all gone through it together. And, you know, uh, there's an outreach program for U.S. vets, for veterans, through the VA and through the Salvation Army. And they make you aware of the program, the qualifications, and they're actively recruiting at all times. And, uh, you know, if you qualify, they'll get you in. I have no family. So now U.S. Vets and my fellow residents are my new family. And I'm very close to them, and I appreciate them very much. And I very much appreciate that U.S. Vets has given me the opportunity to continue with a joyful, cheerful, productive life. You, you just seem to have a joy about you, and you have this amazing journey that you've traveled, you know? I mean, really, there's just, where did, can you tell me about that joy, where that joy is coming from? The reason I am the way I am is because when I was a child, I had an unpleasant childhood, and uh, I don't know, it was unpleasant. And I wasn't enjoying myself. And one day I decided, you know what? It's not going to get any better. Nobody's going to do it for me. I need to do it for myself. I think that if you want to have a good life, you need to decide you're going to make your own good life. You need to be your own cheerleader. You need to make an assessment of what it's going to take to have a better life. and Make positive movements. Do the best you can for yourself, but not only for yourself, you need to help the people around you because if you pull them up, if you help them in their time of need, when they need, when you need them, they're going to be there for you. Those are very powerful words, Mr. Harry Christian. Definitely something to live by. And you've been really emphasizing the importance and value that um, everyone has. <laughs> that, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Thank you so much. The, um, how key was it to, and continues to be, to have access to transportation? You know, even before I came here, 
in order to have a job, I had to have dependable transportation. Metro had to be there on a timetable every time. I had to make the transition from one bus to the other. I could not afford to be late for work, okay? Because if you're late from work for work on more than one time, you lose your job. And that's not just me, that's anybody. Anybody that has to be at work at a certain time. Um, and also, it's important to limit the money that you spend, especially on transportation. And that just makes your life a lot easier. You can put money away. And Metro does that for people. In addition, when you ride Metro, it's comfortable, it's clean. Um, they always clean it. Even in this age of COVID, at, every, at the end of the line, every time they clean it up real good, sterilize everything. Um, the bus drivers are courteous, they're polite, they're kind to you. Uh, they drive really, really well. You know, it's not jarring. When you get on the bus, you can just relax from one end to the other. I've always enjoyed Metro. Metro's just a godsend, I think, to anybody who uses it. I appreciate you sharing that. And um, Mr. Harry Christian, in this November, when we do celebrate Veterans Day and really every day, uh, please let me be share my thanks and gratitude for your service. Thank you so much for your service. Well, thank you so much. You know, I'm very honored and touched. You know, it really means a lot. It was a lot of sacrifice and dedication that I myself and other veterans have put into our service. And the fact that a nice lady like you and other people in Houston remember us and honor us, you know, it really means a lot. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being on the next stop. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you for having me. Metro offers disabled or decorated veterans free unlimited rides year-round on our light rail, local bus, Metro Rapid, and park and ride service when they register for a qualified Metro Veterans Pass or MVP card veterans interested in applying can learn more about the program at ridemetro.org. And that's all for this edition of The Next Stop. I'm Laura Whitley. If you'd like to check out more episodes, you can find them on our website or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Google Play and never miss one. And if you could please do us a favor and leave us a rating or review, that'll help us out a lot. Until next time, Drive less, do more with Metro.